Welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're an industry pro, you're building, or you're buying, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. We're coming to you live today from the LP Studios here in Wisconsin. I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you for tuning in today. Today's topic, the top 10 factors that hurt lot values. Okay, you might be out shopping for a lot in the near future. This episode is going to be super helpful to, to you. Also, if you are just considering purchasing a home in the next couple of years, you'll also find value in this because these same factors affect the house values as well. And a lot of times we don't know really what to look for when we're buying a piece of land or buying a property. And we tend to sometimes overlook things that can be very problematic when you resell. So what this list is for is for you guys so you know the things to watch out for. If you're going to buy a property that has one, two, or three, or four of these things, be aware it's going to be very difficult in the future to sell it. And you're going to need to buy that property at probably a lower price to make it work out for you. So with that, let's get into it. Let's get into the top 10 factors that can hurt your lot or property values. One of the biggest ones on the list, power lines. Nothing can screw up a property value faster than having power lines right nearby it. It literally turns people away. Now, it's been shown, studies have been shown that if your property is located over 200 feet away from a power line, it's no no effect to you, no effect uh, to the value or the health rather of your home, but it has a huge effect on the value of your home. And it depends, of course, on how closely you're located to the power lines. If you have um, just the line going across uh, nearby your property, that will reduce your property value. If you have one of the actual towers, uh, the big kind of triangular towers at at or near your property, you're going to see even a more drastic reduction in your property value. It will not only reduce the price, but it'll also reduce the amount of time that your house is, or, or not really the amount of time, it's going to increase the amount of time that your house is on the market because a lot of people will immediately be turned off by those power lines. And they also do have some other you know negative factors to them. Typically, on a rainy day, you're going to hear a little bit of a crackling or humming noise uh, and those kind of things as well, which people don't find pleasant. So it reduces the amount of time that people are going to want to spend outside. Uh, visually, is not very attractive and it can be a huge negative when you're selling your house. The second factor that can hurt your property value, trains. Especially if you have a train located right near your property, that is a huge negative on your property value. Now, you can over-insulate the home. You can put extra window treatments in, make sure you don't have windows facing the area where the train goes by. But it's a constant noise for you. You know, you'll be quiet parts of the day, but then later in the day, you're going to hear that slow chugging sound of the train going down the tracks. And heaven forbid you're in an area where the train blows its horn because it's crossing near an intersection. You get to hear that as well. So you have that noise. If you're in the sight line of a train, unless you really like trains and you like watching trains, most people don't, that also will hurt your value dramatically. It also affects your commute time as well. So if you've got you know, 
uh, going to work and the train is right by your house and you get stuck behind the train. You got to wait for four or five minutes for that thing to go by. A lot of people do not want to deal with that on a day-to-day basis. Yet there are a lot of homes that are built right next to train tracks and people live in them every day, but don't expect it to help your property values. The third thing that will hurt your home or property values located next to an industrial area. Being located near in any kind of industrial area definitely hurts your property values. Big factories. Factories have a lot of traffic. They're usually big, unsightly buildings. There's a lot of noise. Um, some of the factories smell bad. If you've ever been to Appleton, Wisconsin, and you go through Appleton, there's a horrific odor for about five miles, and it's the paper mills. And that um, uh, mushy, pulpy wood smell, it's disgusting. And of course, if you buy other types of plants, they could have uh, other things that they're releasing into the air or the nearby area. Uh, They could have a lot of semi-trucks going by. Those all affect your property value. So typically, you want to have a buffer between industrial property and your own home. And whether that's some other type of housing, whether it's retail or commercial, and then have the industrial. But if you're located right next to industrial property, that will also dramatically drop your property values. All right, the fourth thing that will hurt your property values, airports. Now, you can say that's a plus and a minus, and I will definitely agree with you on that. You want to be somewhat near an airport. You don't want to have to have an hour plus drive just to get to an airport, but you also do not want to be right next to an airport. You've got things flying over you every single day. And especially if you're really nearby, the sound of the plane taking off, the sound of the plane landing, the traffic, the commotion, it can be a lot for people to deal with. But even if you're somewhat further away from an airport, if you're in a direct flight pattern, like every single flight takes off that goes south and you're south of the airport, even by a mile or two, you're still going to see those planes going up and down over ahead of you. So keep that in mind. You don't want to be too, too close to an airport because it is going to create a lot of noise, a lot of visual distractions, and there's also typically a lot of traffic, again, around uh, a major airport. So you're going to have a lot of people coming and going and potentially people that don't normally travel in that area. So it becomes kind of an annoyance for people. All right, the fifth factor that affects land and property values being near a landfill. That's definitely not fun. If you've ever been downwind of a landfill, let me tell you, that is uh, not a very pleasant smell. The other thing that's bad about a landfill is you can have sometimes garbage blowing. You also have a lot of um, scavenger-type birds and things flying around in the area coming in and out. If you've ever been uh, by a landfill on a warm day and you see those those birds flying around it and you get that nice stink going on, it's not a lot of fun. The other bad thing about being near a landfill is uh, potentially what can happen to the water. Uh, I actually had a relative that lived up north from us, and they had a house that was not too far from a landfill, and uh, their water was just putrid. They had a lot of tannin in it, and they had this really high-end water softener, and it could barely keep up with getting all the stuff out of the water because you had this landfill and all this uh, garbage sort of leaking in, uh, to the ground and in, eventually into the water table. So they had disgusting water. They had the smell potentially with it. Not really a good scenario uh, for that. I actually think maybe a landfill might even be the worst on the list 
But I know a lot of people really don't like the power lines, but landfills could potentially be worse because you've got the site, you've got the smell, you've got the water quality and all the other things that go along with it. All right, here's some other factors, though, that can also dramatically reduce your property value. So if you are thinking of buying a house or you're thinking of building on this particular site and you see these things, you may want to think twice about it. Bad zoning is the next one. What I mean by this is when you have inconsistent zoning around you or lack of zoning completely. What if you build a really nice 3,500-square-foot house with lots of stone and brick in an area where there's no other homes, and then all of a sudden the area to, to the left of you or to the right of you, somebody has no restrictions, and they go put in a 1,200-square-foot house with three windows on it and a, you know, a flat roof and um, maybe even a detached garage or no garage. What do you think that's going to do to your property value? So you've got to consider zoning, you, and it's nice to have at least decent zoning. If you don't factor this in, you can lose a ton of money. You know, if, Again, if you're building in a farm field and all of a sudden that gets rezoned behind you, and now that gets rezoned to industrial. We already talked about that. Industrial would hurt your property values. Um, now, some things might increase your property values with the zoning. For, for example, maybe a school goes across the street. That actually could help your property values. Um, some people may not like it if they're older and they don't have kids. They're not going to like having the school there, the commotion with it. But if you have a younger family, they're probably going to really love it because their kids can walk to the school every day. But consider the zoning because that is very important in your values. Again, homes that are similar to each other are going to sell for similar prices and they're going to support each other's neighboring property values. But when you've got no zoning in there whatsoever or no restrictions whatsoever, you know, what's to stop some, you know, pardon my language, but have Cooter come next door um, and drop a trailer home in there. And, um, you know, you've got all this noise, commotion, um, and a dumpy looking house next to your brand new custom built home. You don't want that. All right. The next thing that can hurt your property value, whether you're buying a lot or building is high groundwater. And this one's kind of the, the secret assassin on your property value. And you may not realize this when you're looking or purchasing a home, but especially when you're buying a lot, groundwater can dramatically increase the cost for construction of your home. And there are so many people, especially in my area, and this drives me nuts. There's so many people that create lots and sell them and they don't provide uh, a groundwater engineering report. And there's all these customers and they don't know any better and they go out and they buy the lot. Like, oh, I got this beautiful lot. Look at this beautiful lot. Build me a home, sir. And the first thing I look for is, do you have a, a groundwater or foundation elevation test? They're like, what's that? Well, do you have your paperwork? And I look through their paperwork. They don't have it. Well, A, you got to spend $1,000 to $1,500 to get that test. That's the first thing. The second thing is then that test is going to tell you how far you can put that house in the ground. And most of the time when they don't provide the test, there's a reason why. It's because there's high groundwater. Or somebody will be like, hey, this lot's been for sale for three years. I got it for a, a steal. It's like, yeah, let, let's see this groundwater test. And then also they get the groundwater test. It's like, did you realize that there's water eight inches below the surface. So anything you build has to be at the surface or even above the eight-inch mark. So now you've got to build it above the existing grade. Do you know how expensive that is? You could be into this build now for $5,000 more to 
$50,000 more depending on how high that water is and what you have to do to remedy it. So any discount that you got on it is going to be erased rather quickly. Then plus, think of this. You build this house and you've got to put it way out above the ground. Now you've got a steep driveway. That's something people don't like either. Um, now you've got to get all this fill in there. Now you have retaining walls, which get expensive. These all add up and cost you big dollars. The next factor that can hurt your property or land value, taxes. Property taxes do affect your property value. And we've seen this time and time again. I build in a community where there's a city and there's a village right around each other. In fact, the map is interesting. Some of the city sort of swallows around the village, but there's fragments all over the place. So you'll see some parts that are in the city, some parts that are in the village right across the street from each other. And the taxes are dramatically different. The city property taxes are on a typical, let's say, 2,400 square foot house might be seven to $8,000 a year in the city. They might only be $4,000 in that village area or in that rural town community. That can dramatically affect your value because that never goes away, right? There's two things that are forever, death and taxes. And uh, paying those taxes on a continual basis does factor in when people are looking at buying a home. If all things being equal and you're looking at two homes and one home has twice the tax bill as the other one, I know which house I'm buying. I'm buying the one with the smaller tax bill. I'll drive a little bit further uh, to the grocery store. I'll deal with that to save that much in taxes. It does affect your property value. The next factor that hurts your property and land value is adjacent land usage. Now, you have to be very careful when you look at buying a property, especially if there's vacant land across from you. You really want to know what's next to you, and it's important to find out. Now, understand that that can change at any time. People can go in and get it rezoned. The good news is if you own the property and it goes in for rezoning, they will have to contact you, and you get the ability to go to the public hearing and and discuss how it could impact you or your lifestyle. Now, some, some things don't affect your value a lot. Like if you live across from a farm field, that really doesn't have a negative or positive effect on your value. It's just farmland. Most people don't really care about that. But that farmland will eventually get rezoned because they don't, the municipality doesn't make any money on farmland. There's very little tax on it, on agricultural. They make money on commercial or industrial or even residential zoning. And the municipality is always looking for extra tax dollars. So understand what your adjacent land is. Again, if you get that industrial uh, complex next to you, um, if you get uh, retail, that could affect your value. Now, potentially, if you have retail nearby, it could actually enhance your property value. It depends on what kind it is and if it's needed in the area, if it's built really well. Um, There's a lot of mixed-use stuff that's going on out there. So people are becoming more and more accepting of uh, the mixed use and the, the retail with the residential. But again, if you're, you're located next to industrial, um, all of a sudden they decide to put a gun range next to your house and you hear the, the pup, 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 pup sounds all day, um, that's going to get really old really quickly. So keep that in mind as well. Factor in the adjacent land usage. And then the last but not least factor that can affect your property, your land values, is the utility services that are in the area. And mainly what I mean by this is, is this property serviced by well and septic or is this property serviced by sewer and water? 
Now, if you're building, this makes a big difference because if you're building on a rural site, it should be a little bit cheaper than a city site initially to buy that lot. Because typically on a rural site, you don't have sidewalks, you don't have the sewer and water laterals, you don't have the curb and gutter, you don't have concrete approaches, all those things that typically you see in a city property. So that lot should be cheaper. But when you build the house, it's going to be way more expensive to build on that rural lot because now you have to add in that well. You have to add in that septic system. Right now, a well is probably about fifteen dollars to $16,000 to put in, depending on how deep you go. Now, if you have to put in a 400-foot deep well, you could be looking at thirty dollars or $40,000. So you have some potentially high expenses there. And then same with the septic. A, a typical conventional septic system is probably about thirteen dollars to $14,000. A mound system's about eighteen to nineteen thousand dollars, and heaven forbid if you have to put in a holding tank or a non-conforming septic system, you could be in the the twenty plus thousand range. And of course, if you have a five bedroom home and you need to put a septic in, you could be twenty five to thirty thousand dollars. So it's very very expensive to improve those sites. So the lots should be cheaper, but keep that in mind. Now they may offset a little bit. For example, a rural lot should have the lower taxes, so you may pay more upfront to build your house, but you're going to save it on the property taxes down the road. So keep all those factors in mind as you are looking at your lots. If you're going to buy a lot or if you're buying a home, make sure you look. Are there power lines? Are there trains nearby? Is it near industrial? Is it near an airport? Is there a landfill nearby? What's the zoning around it? What's the groundwater situation? How are the property taxes? What's the adjacent land usage and how and what utilities service my home? If you look at those things, you'll make a great decision when you buy your next property. Once again, thank you for tuning in to The Home Building Hero, broadcasting live from the Bellman Home Studio. If you haven't already, please make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future content. Until next time, I'm David Bellman, signing off.